Divine Truth Documentary Jesus, Mary and Others provide information to people or organizations that produce documentaries. In this video, Thomas Lita interviews Fabio Tolli at Jesus and Mary's home. Filmed on the 12th of August 2013 in Wilkesdale, Queensland, Australia. Yeah. Can you tell me why uh, you chose the Divine Truth path? There's a short version and a long version. <laughs> Which one would you like? Simplified version? Yes. Yeah, I'll try to simplify it as best I can. I, um, <clears throat> I spent most of my life looking for some sort of truth. I'm a songwriter. You know, I've written heaps of songs in my life. Married, divorced, you know, I've been in the whole celebrity game. and There's always something missing, like as in like truth. But I, I didn't really look at divine truth as, like, I didn't really want to search for this answer. But I think I was, you know, at a time in my life where I wanted to know something, I was always asking, you know, what else is going on? Or what else is there, you know? Like, everyone's telling me all these things about God, and I don't feel that's right about God, and what else is there? And I met it once with my, my wife. We heard it from a friend, and she's like, oh... This DVD, this guy thinks he's Jesus. I'm like, cool, let's have a look at it, you know, let's have a listen. So I sat down and watched, you know, a couple of hours of it, and it intrigued me. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to give this a go. Like, well, what, what if it is him? What if it's really Jesus? You know, like, I've done all this other stuff, and, you know, it's sort of led me down a path of semi-happiness, but, you know, I'm feeling something's missing. And then I went, all right, let's... Let's watch. And the more I watched, and I just got, you know, so many beautiful little things. But, yeah, what led me to it was just my desire for, to know what else there was that I didn't find in religion or spirituality or anything. It's just a short version of that. Yeah. And so do you believe that AJ and Mary... Uh, AJ and, oh, so do you believe that AJ and Mary are... Jesus and Mary Magdalene? Starting to. Yeah, it's, I've been listening for a few years and I'm just starting to sort of feel that they are. You know, like at first I didn't, and I didn't care. You know, like it didn't faze me. You're saying some good stuff about God, I didn't really. But now it's starting to like, oh, you know, could be really them, you know, like it's starting to feel like it. But yeah, not 100% yet. But starting to. So how has Divine Truth helped you? Well, I put a lot of things that are in the Divine Truth, like that, you know, they've been talking about into practice before I actually heard about Divine Truth. I was already sort of doing a lot of the stuff, you know, like with my anger management, you know, a counsellor said to me years ago, you know, Fab, you've got to be responsible for your emotions when I was in marriage counselling. And, you know, I didn't understand what that meant for a while, so I just went, okay, you know, what's that mean? And then, you know, I started to get angry, and I went outside, I started bashing things, and felt tears for the first time, you know, that grief, real grief. And I'd see my dad do that when I was young. Like, my dad was quite abusive, and one day he went out and destroyed a shed and started crying, and I went, okay. He never was abusive really much after that. And some of my music idols, I'm a musician, you know, so some of my idols, like, Eddie Vedder and, you know, Metallica even, weren't afraid to cry on television. So I thought, like, if, if I was 
going to do stuff, you know. I just follow, you know, these stuff. And then I heard about AJ saying, you know, like, got to get your anger out and, you know, follow your desires and be open to, you know, a law of attraction. So I tried a lot of it. These main things like desire and, you know, following my heart and feeling my emotions. But not as in, like, oh, this kind of weak kind of feeling of emotions. Just this feeling of honest feeling like uh, I started to really be truthful with people like someone was making me angry I'm like oh you're pissing me off I'm going to take off you know and deal with it and I'd have some sort of feeling for them after so I think that's what I got most the essence of it was follow your desire and be open to feeling your emotion so and I was never really able to get into a clicky group like with a lot of people on the divine love path I never really related to a lot of people um, did that answer the question? Perfect. Um, <clears throat> no, because you actually covered quite a lot. Um, so, what would you what would you say to the people that would say that this, that you're in a cult? So they haven't even checked it out, or even bothered to see who AJ Mary are, really, and they don't really know who I am. Like my parents first said that. Then they started to see that, oh, he's just still the same person, just growing differently. Like, and I'm not growing the way they want me to do. That's why it was challenging for them at first. Because they've got a European background, Italian and Greek mum. So it was, you know, all about family and, you know, anger and screaming was a normal thing in the house. You know, plates getting thrown was a standard, you know, weekend anger outlet. And I didn't, I didn't accept that anymore. So... Yeah, people say it's a cult. They don't really know what's really going on because I'm definitely not in a cult. So the people closest to you, how do they, how do they feel about how much you've grown? They love it. My people that really are close to me, my family, friends, even my ex-wife now, and all these people that I have, don't see that I've diminished. They see that I'm growing more loving then I'm nicer to them, you know, I treat them better and, you know, I treat myself better and so they've got nothing really bad to say about what's going on. So what do you think about the reports that divine truth um, breaks up marriages? Yeah, it's a crock of rubbish. Yeah, I don't feel any of that's true. You know, it's teaching you how to stay loving and it doesn't break up anything. People break up marriages, not divine truth. They made the choice. That's a good little sound bite, that actually. Um, and you okay, Sai? Yeah, I'm good. Man. I guess. What do you hope? What do you, what do you, what are your dreams and aspirations for your future? You know, there's the dream that I could love like God loves, and I could like music and play and create songs that are just going to touch people. That's my dream. I just want to, I want to be able to walk up to you or walk up to someone else and you can feel that I love you. You know, and that, that, that you're not going to feel harmed by me in some way. And that, you know, I can, people be working in the field and I've got my guitar in the background and everyone's feeling, you know, that there's some nice music going on in the background or I release a song and it inspires people to want to be in their desires.
because I followed a lot about desires. Like I've been married to, like I was married a celebrity, and I divorced that marriage and followed a desire to go into that, and then followed a desire to go into music. And there was a lot of twists and turns in my life. So that's why I say, like, I just want to touch people, inspire them. So why do you think there's such bad press about the divine truth? Fear. People don't want to know, even explore. The inquisitive nature is gone. Like, I've got two kids and they explore lots, you know, and they always have explored. And it's like we lose that essence. We lose this exploration and desire to know stuff, you know, just to explore an answer or see if it's true or not. There's so much fear, you know, you're going to get it wrong and Dad's going to fuck me if I get it wrong. Something's going to happen. Society's going to tell me that I'm crazy or... I got that. Last year I got the media telling me I was crazy on television, you know, so... What was that? Explain that to me about. Well, AJ had the attack from David Milliken's thingy. And my ex-partner was a neighbours. And she was suffering a bit of a little bit of a mental health situation at the time. And I think the network tried to pin it all onto AJ and not that she was just suffering with depression. And they basically blamed all of my breakup and everything about her on AJ and me. So that's what happened. And how did that kind of make you feel? Yeah, quite sad, actually. Yeah, I cried for a bit. I got all the emails telling me stuff and people wanting to interview me after it. and I just didn't do much interviewing after that. And then a few months later, I accepted David Milliken's interview. And he didn't air it because I didn't have anything bad to say, really. Yeah. And I guess relationships and is her mental health in a better place now? Yeah, yeah. She's great now. She's getting, you know, she, there's dynamics, you know, like every relationship has dynamic. Like we were young when we met and we partied lots and, you know, we had a child together and, we, you know, we're both really good parents to her, to my daughter. You know, she's nearly, she'll be 10 this month. So, and that's been amazing. Like we can, we can, I went through a patch just as she did where we blamed each other for a lot of, you know, I'd get angry at her for, you know, treating me away and she'd get angry at me for treating her away and it's just now that, like, even recently, like, we're talking to each other and I consider her as family, even though she's my ex-wife. She's part of my immediate family and she feels that, so she's quite happy, you know. It's a beautiful thing, especially for my daughter. I would go away on holidays together. Like, my new wife and her and Milana and my new child and... My, Milana, my daughter, she thinks that, you know, it's her dreams have come true. Because mum and dad are together. Not really, but... So, in a way, you could actually argue that it's helped significantly, then? Completely. Because I'm not... Def and I noticed that she was getting defensive in some of the interactions, and I just stopped the interaction and say, you know, babe, I do love you. I'm not doing it to defend, to cut you down. I just want to make this easier for us and for our child, you know? And she's feeling that now. Like, we've spoken about, you know, divine love and all that, and she thinks AJ's nuts, her personally, but she loves the idea of what's happening to me. So, and she loves the idea of what he's teaching. 
She just thinks that the Jesus bit should be taken out, <laughs> as most people do. And you can't, because it's truth, so. Wonderful, thank you for being so honest. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to say? Don't know, no, not really. There's so much I could say, you know. I think this has changed my life more than anything else has changed my life in the better. It's made me feel freer and more open to people and more open to, you know, music and the things that I love. So, yeah. So would you say the only thing to fear is fear itself then? Of course. And yourself. Yeah, yourself. <laughs> Fearing yourself. That's been my biggest fear. It's me. You know, I've been scared about, you know, getting things wrong or... But now I don't have... I still have fear, but I don't act on them. Like, I don't let the fear stop me from doing something that I really like to do. But it used to. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Right. Cut. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Can I see? Yeah. Um, so what, what type of difficulties did you have um, with your marriage? Well, I... Um, I was quite needy. Yeah. It started off really nice. You know, we were, we were a great time and, you know, we spent a few years together and we had a baby and it was great and Kim got um, Dirty Dancing, a stage show in Australia. So I stayed home with the baby from when she was born. Kim continued working and all that stuff. And by the end of Dirty Dancing, I reckon I got a bit, I got a bit needy. I could feel that the relationship was drifting, like we were drifting. And... <clears throat> That was a massive challenge for me because I didn't know how to deal with that emotion. I didn't know how to deal with it at all. All I could deal with was anger. Like, that's all I knew. And I'd get these pouts of anger every now and then where I just lose my head and it'd scare Kim. And I, I, I didn't realise it at the time, but I was scaring her. And then... What type of anger? What do you mean? I just, like, scream and yell or throw something. or I never hit her or anything, but I just got, I got angry to a point where it scared her. And... When Milana was about three, I had another episode where the same thing happened and she got so scared that she called the police. And <clears throat> That was basically when the counsellor told me that I needed to get responsible for my feelings and my emotions. And I left that marriage and I was just, like, stuck. I was stuck for a long time. Like, I was stuck in this, in this blame place. I didn't really know, so... Any other kind of semi-relationship I'd have after that, I'd always have this feeling of insecurity that I wasn't enough. Which must have come from somewhere, because I, you know, it was in me. I didn't feel I was enough. And then... That's when I started to say, all right, I'm just going to go... My anger's coming. I'm going to go outside. I saw my dad do it. I'm going to go do it. <clears throat> and it was the anger that I had to really get through the grief that I didn't feel like I was loved and after that happened you know all the media stuff happens pretty much after that and, all, and then it just it felt easier to just be around Kim and I felt really sorry for what I did like it actually hurt a lot about how I treated her and I called her up once when she was in hospital and I just sort of just cried and told her how much I, I was sorry for what I did and I really meant it. And she felt that, you know. Like, and then from that day on, the, the things sort of changed, you know. But, you know, we both drifted. Our marriage ended because we drifted apart. We were young and we didn't really know much of, about ourselves to be in such a 
serious relationship, even in the media, you know, like do things in the media and, you know, be involved in this celebrity world. I was nowhere near any celebrity world. Kim grew up in it. Me, I was just, you know, some guy from the western suburbs of Victoria that found the prize woman, you know, and ended up being in the papers. But it, was, it wasn't, it was just difficult. And I, now it's, it was the anger that I needed to really focus on. So, yeah, I had a lot of pain to feel about what I'd done and how I treated her. But I love her now, so, and she knows that. So, so why do you think you had so much anger? Well, the feeling I had about my anger was that I'd sort of had a sense of my whole life I was always wanting love from a woman. Even when the first little crush I had on a girl, you know, like I remember when I was, you know, in grade three or something, I always wanted something that I couldn't get. And then my life got really hammered. Like I got I got bullied really hard when I was young and and physically abused, you know, by my dad and from f- people at school. And I um I didn't know how to deal with that kind of fear. So I started to learn karate and all that just to get away from being petrified and thought that I need to stand up for myself. It's a man, don't cry, you've got to be strong and I'm going to fight everybody. And I got, just got angry instead of the, anything else. And it just kept going. And then when a relationship would happen and I'd feel like I'm losing the relationship, I'd get in a rage thinking that, you know, knowing that they're drifting away and me getting angry is making it worse <laughs> yeah, so they're moving further away from me and it just kept going with the anger and I just I think it just came from a lifelong so it must have probably come from my parents somehow because I was the oldest out of four children and my three my two brothers after me came pretty quick like 11 months and then 18 months so I probably felt maybe distance from my mum and my dad at the time I think it just stayed in me. But, so I'm just dealing with that emotion myself. So that's what, probably the main reason for my anger. I just felt far away from, from my partners. And how is Divine Truth helping you with that anger? Well, I don't really have much of it anymore. Um, I, um, I had a big moment for about two years like a year and then a little break and then a year where I was constantly just expressing rage that I had inside me. So, you know, at that moment, if you interviewed me, you'd think I was crazy because I was constantly on that bag just really letting out some anger that I didn't wanna, want anyone to see or anyone to know about. Like I'm talking about now, but I didn't want anyone to know, see. It's just something that I needed to feel inside me and it was there. Like I couldn't hide it. Like, I'm not going to go down the street and say, hey, how you going, everything's cool. And when inside me, I felt rage. And um, when AJ first met me, I was quite angry. Not not as angry as I was before, but because I'd started dealing some of the stuff with my ex and talking to her. But I had some, some anger. And I think it was allowing myself to grieve, grieve that was the biggest beautiful thing. And I knew it was all right, because I seen my dad do it. And I seen, you know... Jimmy, um, James Hetfield from Metallica do it, and you know, Eddie Vedder, all these people that I looked up to allowed themselves to cry in front of people. So, because I saw that, I was just like, oh, it's okay. 
I'm a man, but I'm still allowed to cry. He's a, you know, James Hetfield's a big man, you know, and he's playing Metallica and he's crying on television. So I thought, you know, if they can, oh, I should be able to, and I did. I let myself cry. That was, that was the gold. Grief's the healer, I reckon. Grief is the healer of the world. If people had started crying and stopped fighting, they'd have no problems. They just cry all the time. And eventually that stopped. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Good place to stop. Yeah? Perfect.